adoption through propitiation. Mm-hmm. So remember propitiation, what that means? It's, well, obviously it's what Christ being our propitiation, being the one that appeases God with his sacrifice. And something about, oh, golly. Yep. Um, yeah, appeasing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, in other words, adoption through appeasement is how he's putting this. Putting in. this? Yeah. Do you agree with that or no? I guess we can't. I guess that does sound kind of interesting. Unless I'm not thinking of it quite right. Because it's like we can be adopted because of it. Mm-hmm. We're not adopted. We're not adopted because of it, but we have the opportunity to be adopted because of it. Right? Am I thinking of that right? Expand your thinking, sir. Expand my thinking? Uh huh. Because it's not, it's, I mean, it's because of Christ we can be adopted. Right. But we're not adopted. We're not just all adopted because he's done it. Does that make sense? Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. Like, I guess going back to the whole thing, we're not all children of God because he's made the sacrifice. We can all become children of God by what is well proclaiming and having well claim having christ be lord and savior of our lives yep it doesn't just happen because of his sacrifice yes yeah good job thanks that takes a long time to flesh <laughs> out my <laughs> but but so do you agree with that statement then or not? Or? I guess well does so does adoption He's not saying that because of propitiation you're automatically adopted. He's saying that the yeah. adoption is available through through the, it. Through the propitiation. Well, then yes. Okay, yeah. cool. I was just wondering. I wasn't sure if like yeah, I guess I'm just reading the three words. It, to me it comes across as we're adopted. Because of his propitiation. Well, no. we no. We can be adapted to propitiation. Right. We aren't automatically adapted. Yep. Yeah. All right. Cool. <gasps> okay. Glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Also, I didn't take yeah. the time to look this up. Yep. And I want to see. Well, I wanted to see if you would know it and get it. Before, because I still can't think of it. Go ahead. But bearing shame and scoffing rude, rude, in my place condemned he stood, sealed my pardon with his blood. What song is that? What song has those words in it? You know what? I don't know off the top of my head. That's driving me nuts. And I wanted to see, I was like, oh, maybe Paul just knows. No, that sounds like an old school hymn hymn that I... Well, be honest, I don't know off the top of my head. But you know what? There's this wonderful thing called the internet. Yeah, I didn't want to look it up. Why not? Because I wanted to see if... Oh, see if I knew it? Yeah. I could figure it out before we looked it up. 
Yeah, no, I can't. I'll be honest. I seal my fur. I cannot off the top of my head. I want to. I want. Obviously, I know we've done it in church. I'm trying to think of what song that is that we've done that's got those words in it. Ah. Oh well. Think I got it. What is it? One second. I'm pulling it up just to make sure. It, it's pulling it up from himenary.org. Himenary. Uh huh. Yep. Is uh uh what a savior or something like that or uh well that is the next line actually. Hallelujah! Uh, what a savior. Nope, that's the next. Uh, Man of Sorrows. Man of Sorrows. That's ah. The hymn version, not the modern version. Right. Right. Ah, that was on the tip of my tongue. Son of a gun. Uh, eighteen seventy-five. 1875. Yep. Woo! The full song is called Man of Sorrows, What a Name. What a name. Because mm. there's an Ascend the Hill song that also has, I don't know if it's all of those. It probably does. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's got all of them. Yeah, it does. There's Yeah, Ascend the Hill's got a song that has those lines in it too. Yeah, it went surprise me at all no okay all right well now i'm glad i got that out of the way let me ask you this mr johnson uh-huh. what does the word filial mean f-i-l-i-a-l makes me think of familial <laughs> i don't even know where that word is right now um it's on according to my uh applications on page 215 it's in the middle of a. uh it, it, the paragraph starts nor does his grace stop short but what does the word filial mean? Oh, there it is. The real task remains to establish a genuinely filial relationship between your adopted child and yourself. Well, is that like just like a more like an actual like a, like a like a family level of relationship sort of thing? It's a specific type of family relationship. Oh. Like a parent to a child? I don't know. Reverse it. A child to a parent? Yep. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Of or do from a son or daughter? Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yep. That's why I wanted to ask. I was like, oh. <laughs> and then, so he's continuing on talking about adoption. This is a long section in this book. Let me tell you that. It is uh, the next thing is under hope because he uh, now he's talking about hey what does adoption show us he says well first it shows us the greatness of God's love mm-hmm. and there's this whole big to do about it and then he talks Talk about hope hope our adoption shows us the glory of Christian hope and he writes this it teaches us to think of our hope not as a possibility nor yet as a likelihood but as a guaranteed certainty because is because it is a promised inheritance. Then he goes on to say later, further on, doctrine of adoption tells us that the experience of heaven will be a family gathering. And then he goes, third, hope, um, not hope. <laughs> uh, adoption gives us the key to understanding the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And I underlined this line because it's so true and prevalent in current culture today. They think they being people, 
they think the work of the spirit is to give them experiences that are like LSD trips. <gasps> yeah, I wanted to underline that, but I didn't. <laughs> Why didn't you? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't underline that, to be honest. I didn't. But I just thought that was funny. Because. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's weird what some people, I guess, get the idea of with, like, the spirit, which that I'll also talk more about in the guidance section in chapter 20. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I don't know, it's like this. Talk, it's like almost like talked about like just some weird out of body experience and just like some yeah. really weird Woo! stuff. Which then it's like that would make people that I guess haven't experienced this LS, LSD trip with the spirit like, well, how come I haven't experienced that then? Huh? <laughs> Am I not legitimate? Yep. Uh, so I don't have anything underlined for a little bit until we get to this little segment here. To what little segment? Uh, it's on page 223 above the segment called Assurance. And this one I wanted your thoughts on. Adoption puts law keeping on a new footing. As children of God, we acknowledge the law's authority as a rule for our lives because we know that this is what our Father wants. What's that paragraph start with? Uh, what is that reply? It's above the assurance heading. Oh, it's above the assurance heading. Yep. All right. So where's that line again? Adoption puts law keeping on a new footing. As children of God, we acknowledge the law's authority as a rule for our lives because we know that is what our Father wants. you find that yeah i found it so the reason i bring that up is so in the previous paragraphs previous to this he's coming back because we're we're talking a lot of times in the new testament how the you know says that jesus came to fulfill the law right and the law really didn't apply you know we've we've been taught that you know law the old testament no longer blah blah packer's argument is because we're in the family of god the old law still does apply. <laughs> that sounds like interesting because he, that's under this, this segment called holiness here where he's arguing for that. That while it is certainly true that justification frees one forever from the need to keep the law or try to as means of earning life, it is equally true that adoption lays on one abiding obligation to keep the law as the means of pleasing one's newfound father. So in other words, the law isn't re- a requirement for, you know, eternal life, salvation. It's that's how you please God to keep the law. In other words, the law is still around. That's his argument that he's making. Okay. Law keeping is the family likeness of God's children. Jesus fulfilled all righteousness and God calls us to do likewise. Oh, gosh, we had a somewhat of a somewhat of a. Slight talk about that in one of the 
like a Wednesday night church discussion thing where we're talking about the new law versus the old law and what yeah is still relevant versus what isn't because we have a new law since Christ has come. Right. Well, obviously the New Testament. Yeah, I know. And, and most people would probably go with what was in that discussion, whereas Packers like saying, no, 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 because of this, this is why. It was just one of those points where I'm like, I don't know, Packer, I think you might be going off a little bit too legalistic, but that's fine if you want to do that. It's not uh, end of the world sort of deal. Right. Yeah, I don't know, honestly. Okay, I just yeah. wanted to know mm-hmm. if you had any thoughts on that. I ain't that smart yet. Really? No, I'm not too smart. And to be honest, that's like the last thing I have highlighted in this chapter. In this chapter? Yeah. Hot duty dang. Chapter 19, finally done. Yeah, I think that might... Well, do I have... Oh. Unless you have something. There was... Oh, man. It was just like... (laughs) My response to like all the questions near the end. Oh, okay. That are just fired at you. Or do I understand my adoption? Do I value it? Do I daily remind myself of my privilege as a child of God? Have I sought full assurance of my adoption? Do I daily dwell on the love of God to me? Oh, goodness. Yeah, there's just question after question after question. I'm just like, ugh. You're overwhelming my little brain. Uh, Your little brain better expand real quickly here. Yeah. Because now we're going into chapter 20 unless you got something else. Oh. Uh. I guess the last slide. Okay. No, it's just, it's just says God humble us and God instruct us. God make us his own true children, whatever. But I was just thinking of, I don't know, for me, just wanting as we go into the next chapter, guidance, praying for guidance and whatnot, and instructions. Like, eh. Hmm. Yeah. And then that brings the question of how do you receive an answer? Oh, wait, uh, chapter 20. Whoa, thou are a guide. Thou are a guide. So chapter 20, you know, a lot of times when people go, well, I want guidance and that, what do they think of? They go, well, I want something direct. God answer me somehow. Right. And that's, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what? Uh, and cause, let, let, you know, in, Let's be honest, right? Yes. Um, in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, God has given these answers in some very direct ways, either through dreams, visions, visions and... voices, or sending yeah. an angel down. Right. Yeah. You know, very uh, direct. Yes. Okay. Um, you know, and people go, well, does God have a plan for my life? If you read the New Testament, Old Testament, you're going to kind of get an answer. Yes, God has kind of a plan. He's known you since before you were born when you were, as it says, stitching your mother's womb. Right. Um, there is a plan for you. Do you necessarily, or do, are you born with instruction on what that plan is? No, no, you kind of have to seek it. How do you seek it? Well, yeah, that's what this chapter is about. Yeah. Uh, so, like, right away, it takes him a little bit, but he gets into it eventually on page 231. 
And he says, yes, guidance by dreams, visions, direct verbal messages must be judged exceptional and not normal. Mm. Even for the apostles and their contemporaries, yet these events do at least show that God has no difficulty in making his will known to his servants. In other words, these things, when it was dreams, visions, direct verbal messages, these were the exceptions, not the norm. norms. Yeah. These were things that took, for whatever reason, they were explicit at that time, but that's not prescriptive to say that that should happen every time. In other words, Aaron, you wake up tomorrow and you go, should I quit my job or should I stay at my job? You shouldn't expect a verbal warning or message from God saying, da-da-da. Right. It's going to be something some, else. Some uh, message in the sky. Yep. Just written out. And that's where there was something I had underlined that was like, no, there's no biblical text, for instance, told the writer. Or so told the, wow, for instance, told the present writer to propose to the lady who is now his wife to seek to see or to seek ordination or to start his ministry in England or to buy his large old car. So it's like for like a lot of that like day-to-day stuff or some obviously like proposing to the lady who is now his wife, that's a huge mm-hmm. thing. But there's no like I don't know. This is, <sighs> there wasn't a, a direct message from God saying right, you know, that came out. This is but what does he kind of start proposing as potentially some of the ways that you learn what these ways are for? Well, he talks about this here at page 232. He says, wisdom in scripture always means knowledge of the course of action that will please God and secure life. So that the promise of James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives all to all men generously and without re- reproaching and it will be given him, is in effect a promise of guidance. Okay. Yeah. And then he got, he continues on and says, Christians have an indwelling instructor, the Holy Spirit. Again, the Holy Spirit is not going to, you know, take control of your body, push you in the direction you need to go, or write out on a Ouija board what you need to do, or <laughs> send you verbal instructions in your head. That's not how it works. Okay. Well, I guess so. Can that not happen at all today? Or is it just not the normal? That's like not the norm. Right. But even if you hear it, you still are supposed to test it. We're told in the New Testament, test, right. test these spirits, test these messages, test these words, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. it doesn't fit with what God says. Right. You know? And it says, God seeks his glory in our lives and he's glorified in us only when we obey his will. And I know further on here, we'll get to that, where he talks about the Holy Spirit isn't going to guide you to do something that is contrary to who God is. Mm-hmm. The whole, like, for example, I don't remember if it's one of the examples in here specifically, but it was somewhere else. The, the Holy Spirit isn't going to guide you. Let's say you're married, isn't going to guide you and prompt you to go cheat on your spouse with this other oh, person God. and run away with them. Yes. That is not the, you know, the guidance of the, the Holy Spirit, right? Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, the idea of a life in which the inward voice of the Spirit decides and directs everything sounds most attractive, for it seems to exalt the Spirit's ministry and to promise the closest intimacy with God. Um, this is talking about consequences of mistakes amongst Christians who like are like, oh, Spirit, talk to me, Spirit, talk to me. And it gives some examples, right? Um, I, I don't know if you read, this was on page 235. 
yeah. talking about Hannah White Whittle Smith. Oh, okay, that's the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, writing in her fantasism papers, right? Okay, yep, 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 yep. Uh, for it was first released by a group called the Religious Fantasism, and then uh, as group movements of the past and experiments and guidance. Mm-hmm. And this little, and he he recounts some stuff from some of these things, right? Okay. There she tells of the woman who each morning, having consecrated the day to the Lord as soon as she awoke, would then ask him whether she was to get up or not, and would not stir till the voice told her to dress. As she put on each article, she asked the Lord whether she was to put it on, and very often the Lord would tell her to put on the right shoe and leave off the other. Sometimes she was to put on both stockings and no shoes, and sometimes both shoes and no stockings. It was the same with all the articles of dress. Then there was the invalid who, when her hostess visiting her, left money by accident on the dressing table, had an impression that the Lord wanted her to take the money in order to illustrate the truth of the text that all things are yours, which she said she did and hid it under her pillow and perversiated when her hostess came back for it was eventually thrown out as a thief. Here, too, we meet the quiet, refined lady, rather past middle age, who explained that there have been times when, in order to help my friends to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I have felt distinctly led of the Lord to have them get into bed with me and lie back to back without any nightgown between. These stories, he says, pathetic stories, are sadly typical of what ensues once a basic mistake about guidance has been made. Yeah. You know, and those are just some examples that he gives there. I just, just like those are interesting little stories. Mm-hmm. And I love this where he highlights where he writes this here. So never expect to be aided to marry an unbeliever or elope with a married person as long as First Corinthians seven thirty nine and the seventh commandment stand. That's why I was like, she was like, well, I should probably read that. <laughs> Where is that one, anyways? Uh, right above six common pitfalls. Oh, okay, that's right. Oh yeah, there it is. And he and he writes the present writer has known divine guidance to be claimed for both courses of action. In other words, he's known people who said, "Well, God's tell me, or the spirits tell me, I need to marry an unbeliever, or God's tell me, the spirits tell me." I need to elope with this married person. Mm-hmm. That's not. That's not what the spirit would. No, because the spirit would not lead you to go against, against what. Well, what's well, in the Bible, right? I liked how. Uh, he's just putting like, but in practice, this quest for super spirituality leads only to frantic bewilderment or lunacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, when you talk to those people that seem to receive signs from the spirit, or I guess won't that almost even be like a, cause like, I know like speaking in tongues can still be a thing. But it's like when you get people that, I guess, try and be prophetic about stuff and just say like they've received some vision for you or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's freaky. Especially when there's no 
interpreter or no interpreter and it's just one off and it tickles your tongue your, yeah. your fancy i should say yeah you know at that point it's it needs to be tested right to see if this really is from god is or legit. is it just from them mm. wanting some little attention on themselves yeah have you ever had that done for you or done to you nope that's weird yeah it is it would be weird it's weird yeah someone tried someone tried to do that i should say yeah and i said and and, and i was older at the time so i wasn't like a youngster yeah. like you like you right now oh yeah <laughs> i was in my 30s oh yeah someone tried to do it and i was like no we're not playing this game because a i don't know you okay that's fair oh that's especially even more fair you Man, know that's weird and b i can't tell if you're drunk or oh, or okay. if you're just you know you're this because some people they're like oh i'm high in the spirit i'm drunk on the spirit i'm like yeah okay sure i'm not gonna discount some people having this intense emotional reaction to worship and that but at the same time i'm careful of that yeah. and i would test that but yeah so no i haven't had anyone do that because i kind of cut that off but right the right the pass <laughs> i was like nope i'm not playing this game <laughs> <laughs> i prefer yeah. the next section the six come in pitfalls yeah because i think these are really good yeah you think they're really good huh <laughs> why are you all oh, i don't know i don't know so when he said <laughs> yeah go on that's <laughs> As, as soon as I got to this point, I was like, oh, I can't wait to hear you talk to me about this. <laughs> Why? I, <laughs> enlighten me. Enlighten you? Oh, gosh. The whole idea of, well, where it, came, where it comes to, well, thinking ahead, uh, taking advice. And where it wasn't like something about like waiting or whatever. Oh, being unwilling to wait. Um. Those were the three that I thought would like. Oh, there's that one I have highlighted in blue specific. Okay. That I wanted Let, to make sure to hit. Have at it. Okay. We'll get there. Okay. Uh, so yeah. So six come pitfalls. Uh, pitfalls. Yeah. Uh, and it goes even with the right ideas about guidance in general. However, it's still easy to go wrong, particularly in vocational choices. He says vocational choices. That could be anything like job. That could be marriage. Stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He goes, what are these basically six pitfalls that we fall into, right? Mm -hmm. um, he goes like this, uh, but the spirit can be quenched and we can all too easily behave in a way which stops this guidance from getting through. It is worth listening, listing some of these main pitfalls. Yes. I'm just bookmarking this page to continue to go over it again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, the first one, unwillingness to think. Right. <clears throat> The false piety of super supernaturalism. Super supernatural. Yeah, that's what I was like, what? Um, <laughs> that, so it, he says it's a false piety, super supernaturalism of an unhealthy and perna pernicious, pernicious source that demands inward impressions that have no rational base and decline to heed the constant biblical summons to consider. As we've talked about, God makes us thinking beings mm -hmm. and he guides our minds as his presence we think things out not otherwise right what so what does that mean not otherwise well not thinking things out 
Right. So in other words, he's not just going to guide us and we don't think. It's right. He's going to guide us as we're thinking, right? Right. Again, the wisdom. Going mm-hmm. back to wisdom. Secondly, unwillingness to think ahead and weigh the long-term consequences of alternative courses of action. I think that one's pretty self-explanatory on that one. Um, yep. You're unable, you're not willing to or able to think what is this going to do in the long term. Right. Short term may bring you pleasure or fun or whatever, but long term, maybe not. Uh, yep. Unwillingness to take advice. It is a sign of conceit and immaturity to dispose with taking advice in major decisions. Mm-hmm. Unwillingness to suspect oneself. Yeah. We can rationalize, we can recognize rationalizations in others and quite overlook them in ourselves. Mm-hmm. One immediately came to mind. Oh, geez. Actually, Josh brought it up oh. and came while well, I was talking with him one day and it came to mind. What is that? <laughs> I, I really want to know this now. It, it, it was actually kind of funny. Yeah. Remember. No, I don't at the moment. Josh brought this up and it made me think of it. When he brought it up, I was like, oh, yeah. And then when I read this, I thought of Josh's comment and in you know, the conversation I had with him. Okay. So it, okay. It, Josh didn't bring it up in the context of the book. He just brought it up and then this. Okay. Remember back when Josh and Amy were dating? Oh, yeah. He's already brought this up to me. Oh, about what? About how much we jumped on him on not getting married or engaged right away or engaged. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He brought that up to me right away. Yeah. It, it, it made me think of this because that's how it is. Like him, he's in Josh's case, right? Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And both of me and you were like, because we're external. Yeah. Said, hey, calm yeah. down. Right. Cool your jets a second. Yeah. You did the same thing. And both me and Josh said, hey, cool your jets a second. Yeah. I ain't getting married tomorrow, boy. <laughs> I know, but, but, okay. How the conversations already come up? No, well, no, it wasn't oh. even the, it was oh. like, so like with Josh, it was yeah. like January and he said by December, I want to be engaged sort of deal. Oh, within a year. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. both of us said, Hey, cool your jets. Yeah. Me and you. Yeah. You yeah. have done similar thing and both me and Josh have gone, Hey, cool your jets. <laughs> the reason it can't come to mind. Yes. yes. Yeah. Still, within, Ish, still within, really, a, still within yes. a year time. No, Josh has had it. No, I was saying. Well, I mean, it wasn't said like that. No, it wasn't said yes. exactly. the The words "cool your jets" wasn't used. It was, Other words, but yes, yes, yes. So Josh was going January to December. You started this relationship. Uh, I forgot what month even. No, the beginning of November. Yeah, like you, well, the beginning of yeah, November. and you were still like. By year, you want to be even married in some of your conversation mm-hmm. uh, or engage. So that, you know, both of us have been like, cool. Yeah. And that, that's what this one brought up to my mind with that. Right. One. Well, that was, well, like, it was funny. Cause well, like, okay. Yeah. Go ahead. And go the on. reason I say is because like when Josh had those thoughts, mm-hmm. he couldn't recognize it, but both me and you recognize it. When you're having these thoughts, both me and Josh can recognize it, but you're like, oh, no, it's fine. It's good. <laughs> and so that's the only reason why. It, came up in my head like mm. that because i'm not i'm not and i guess to go more into that it's like i'm not like trying to like jump the gun per se mm-hmm. obviously i'm excited heck yeah i'm excited um 
But I don't know. There's like other stuff as far as like, well, it made me think of the whole willingness to take advice sort of thing. Because obviously there's also a thing where you can take advice that you want to hear and ignore vo- advice that you don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. And that's not what I'm trying to do either. And it's right. Because Amy, I've had this conversation with Amy where it's like, I haven't like, she's like, well, it looks like things have gone from zero to 90 real quick, yada, 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 about wanting to get potentially married within a year. I'm like, I mean, yeah. Um, but there's a lot of, I don't know. That's where it's like, I've been going to other people and obviously even like pastor at church, he's like, he's like, Oh, like take it easy. Or cause like family had been talking to him and right. We are the hot topic for people. Of course. So yeah. Like, so the, obviously like marriage and all that stuff, like people are like, Oh, where's it going? Yada, 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 yada. Obviously like the goal is to get married. Like that's why we're dating. Right. The hope is to get married with it and that it all, whatever works out, which I'm hoping and praying it does. And I'm asking and praying for guidance along the way and what to do. Yeah. 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 All that stuff. Um, where it's like, I have been going to just, just about anybody just curious to hear about any married couples, young and old, what their timelines were and what, how they went about things. I still haven't talked to the Petersons yet, but like, obviously, and I've told you about like my parents, right? They were, by the time they started dating, they were married within a year. I was like, holy crap. And that's where, <laughs> like father, like son. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> but anywho, um, it's just weird. Cause it's like, you hear, like I've been, wa- I've been hearing from people on all sides where it's like, you know, Wait at least a year. Some people are like, well, if you know, you know. Um, and like a lot of people, like I've heard more and more about couples that have dated for four to five months and then got engaged. Now, some of them, the engagements are longer, but that's mainly just because of planning and having to plan a wedding out. It takes time to plan that crap out. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, but where it's like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I want to take into consideration like, well, you haven't sent it to me yet, but I can't remember the dude's name about. Oh, Mark Driscoll, where he says people. Driscoll, yeah. Yeah, where he's. About people getting married too early, too soon, and have, well, having kids too soon within the marriage and all that kind of stuff, yeah. and the issues it can, you know, can contribute to it later. Um, so, anywho, that's where it's, it's like one of those things where it's, I don't want to. I'm not trying to put a timeline on stuff. I don't want to rush things too fast, but then I also don't want to waste time and drag stuff out so long where it's like, oh, I should have just done this by this time already. Mm-hmm. So it's I don't want to use anybody's timeline as like something for me to just go by and just do it by this time and whatever. Like I don't want to just follow someone's timeline for the sake of following it. Right. And I mean, gosh, when did Josh and Amy start dating? They were early twenties. Yeah. So I don't know. Like that's like a thing I try to take into consideration. Where it's like, okay, yes, they were also very young. Josh was I mean, obviously I'm still trying to figure crap out too, because I'm slow and dumb and whatever. Um But it's like as as far as like knowing what I'll be okay with. And what, as far as like what 
I think, or I imagine would work as far as like having a spouse sort of thing or whatnot. A lot of that is kind of sort of already been figured out with friends over the, over the years. I'm like, Oh, like I could things that I can handle and would be okay with me as far as like, <laughs> I'll make sure to edit that part out. Thanks, because that, that is really because I'll, we'll I'll edit that out and send it to directly to her. Thank you, <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, because it's like there's things about both each person that's like it's like there's stuff that you're gonna have to learn, learn to like in a sense deal with and be able to mm-hmm. know that you can work with. So it's like figuring out if you're suitable and able to make a life together work sort of thing. So, I mean, I don't know. That's like a lot that has been learned over time with friends that I've chosen and some people that I've been too close with that I should have been too close with. But like knowing, I guess, certain things that I was able to work through and work past with people. It's like, okay. I don't know. I guess I just feel like I have a better idea at this point or it would than I would have if I was dating somebody at 20, like if I was dating somebody when I was 20, I would not be, especially when being more as, I guess as quick as a thought process as I am now, as far as moving forward, whatever. Mm-hmm. All that jazz. I don't know. There's just a lot of things I'm trying to take into consideration. All right. I should, yeah. I'm going to stop. So, so the main reason I thought of it wasn't, yeah. I wasn't trying to be like, Oh, you're too soon to whatever. No, I, right. It, it was the fact that, Josh did it, then you did it. Where and, and where you See, yourself are like, uh, I'm, da, 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 I'm fine. I'm trying to rationalize this, and then all of a sudden, everyone else is like, "Hold on a second Well, um, not everyone else. Believe me, there's a lot of people who are like, "Well, what the heck are you waiting for?" I'm like, "Yeah, I do." <laughs> like, I yeah. There's enough time in your life to have sex. Don't have. Oh different. gosh, no. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's one. <of> the, <laughs> yes, <laughs> but plenty of time okay, for that. The part that I highlighted yes. in blue. Yes. Oh, okay. was yeah, right after you... this. So he ends this little section called, and says, as a biologist theologian has written. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. The joy and general sense of well-being that often, but not always, goes with being in love can easily silence conscience and inhibit critical thinking. Yes. How often people say that they feel led to get married and probably they will say the Lord has so clearly guided yes. when all they really... When all they really, when the, all, all they are really describing is a particularly novel state of endocrine, endocrine balance, and, yeah. which makes them feel extremely sanguine and happy. Yes, I was like, wow. So, <laughs> so would a easy way of putting that, just saying, as it's funny because she doesn't like calling it like a honeymoon phase. That's a honeymoon phase. Yeah, <laughs> but like and. <laughs> To some degree, like I, you know, I, can, fu- I can hear her out on some of her thinking on that, where it's like, because for like some of the people, like her families, she's told me about, it's like they've, in a sense, always had like that honeymoon phase about them. But so that book I recommended yeah. to you at the very start of this, um, yes, Warrior Poet Way, yes, he even talks about that. He's like, when you first get into a relationship, that honeymoon phase is great. Until you yeah. have your first fight. Fight. He goes, Correct. then you'll know if you two will make it or not. <laughs> My old man was telling me, um, I can't remember who he was saying that, like he had heard it, but he's like, a good way to learn about one another and uh, see how well you'll do together is just go on trips. And like that traveling portion and how you 
act with one another and how you react to one another, that'll be a good way to figure out if you'd be okay or not. <laughs> and he literally just told me that before we went to yeah. Iowa to visit some of her family or whatever, or her siblings and well, sibling and whatever. Yeah. Family. Family. Um, but so I just laughed. I was like, so I was like, so maybe we should just go on some trips together and obviously have people with us obviously to be held accountable and make sure that nothing, we don't get caught up caught in the moment sort of thing mm-hmm. but i just left i was like well all right this is a good first step yep but so, I, I really like how you said yeah. particularly novel state of endocrine endocrine balance yes in other words he's saying just, it's a chemical it's a new it's a new chemical feeling in your brain yeah and again a theologian biologist so from both sides yes. but i highlighted that in blue i was like must bring up with Aaron just because. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And look, yeah. it's from a book written by Barclay, and the book is named Guidance. Wow. <laughs> yes. No, yeah. I, I thought that Aaron's was going to get. Wait, what? A book called <laughs> Guidance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Gosh, didn't need to necessarily go into that whole rabbit hole of my. No, but My, uh, I, I just laughed yeah. because I was like, oh, that is so true. Uh, and that, and I'm, I'm saying this for myself as well. That is true. Like, I can be doing something mm-hmm. and I can rationalize it just fine, but someone else outside me can say, no, this isn't right because, think, because mm-hmm. of this. Um, and he goes on to say, we need to ask ourselves why we feel a particular course to be right and to make ourselves give reasons. Right. Not just let it be a pleasurable or yeah. just... Yeah, that. and we shall be wise to lay the case before someone else whose judgment we trust to give a verdict on our reasons. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, we can never distrust ourselves too much. I was like, yep, yep, that's true, and it it, it just brought to mind yeah. those particular yeah. things yeah. because it was funny and how yeah. it came up and how it fits that so perfectly as yeah. a clear example. Okay. Yeah. And that was, that was like one thing with Josh where like with our conversation together and stuff like that, like he was telling me, he's like, well, he's like, he's like, give it a year. Like, I was like, you know, I was like, I'm not going to forcibly give it a year. Am I, again, am I trying to like rush it and just let's do this tomorrow? No, but I'm not going to just put a timeline to put a timeline, timeline on it. I guess my biggest thing is I'm just looking for well i don't know asking for guidance praying about it and just seeing where the chips fall i guess as time goes on but yeah again yeah i don't want to rush or delay per mm-hmm. se so i don't know that's where i'm at with this so far well so number five unwillingness to discount personal magnetism that one's pretty straightforward yeah those who have not been Deeply made deeply aware of the pride and self-deception themselves cannot always detect these and others. Mm-hmm. In other words, you need to know when you're deceiving yourself in order to be able to detect dis- deceit in others. Mm-hmm. Then finally, the last one, unwillingness to wait. I'm willing to wait. Okay. <laughs> For the record. <laughs> 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 yeah. When in doubt, do nothing but to continue to wait on God. When action <laughs> is needed, light will come. <laughs> Where when action is needed, light will come. Yeah. Yep. Um, that was like a funny thing I thought about today because I was I was re-listening to this and it got to this section today and we were in the car together and it talked about this section specifically. Uh-huh. And I just loved how in uh 
in church today. I was talking about someone like that's impatient. Um, oh gosh. And I'm already forgetting like what, how it described someone that is impatient or like things that, well, for someone that is impatient, they can have the tendency to not be wise Mm -hmm. sort of thing and not think things through and just yada, yada, yada. And, oh, and be controlling and stuff like that, whatever. But I just started laughing to myself. Cause like there's, there's been times where there's like times where <laughs> I'm not, I'm sorry. I don't, I'm not throwing you under the bus. I'm not. Cause I have my own many issues. Go ahead. But like, there's like times where she's like, she says that she can be an impatient person. I just started laughing when I was like, heard the part about when it's talking about the unwillingness to wait or, you know, and all that stuff. I just laughed myself about it. I was like, Hmm, I wonder if you're listening to this. right now. Mm. But, so that's where, yeah, well, that's me. I, I, I don't know. I guess I can let, I'll let you be the one to answer that or not. Cause I'm sure it also is very circumstantial, but I'd like to think I can tend to be more of a patient person to some degree, but there's definitely times where I'm very well sure that I'm not patient by any means with things. I don't know. It is very case by case with you. Yeah. And I'm sure it's the same with me. I'm sure there are times when, I have shown great patience and other times where um been very impatient, even if you haven't seen it. Yeah, it's probably I haven't seen it then, if that's yeah. the case. <laughs> Here's how you know if I'm being impatient with someone when I, yeah. I'm on a call with someone and I do this. That means I'm oh, being very impatient with them. You can't see on the camera I'm doing this. I'm yeah. doing the Homer to Bart. <laughs> Strangling. I was doing that a lot on Friday. Yeah. Um at, for a work call. But that's anyways awesome. yeah so i don't know yeah okay yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it, it wasn't i was trying to make fun of you on it but it just oh, made, no. it just made me laugh when yeah. i saw that i was like unwillingness to suspect oneself i was like oh i could think of a perfect example of that one right there and it wasn't just a you example it was it happened to josh where you saw it and that same yeah. situation well, yeah. happened to you and then also but he was younger okay it, i know younger but still like within that year time frame <laughs> it's just like oh boy that's that's mm, chef's kiss good yeah <laughs> yeah that's, I, mean, I guess that's like another thing to i guess where i suppose i could ask him about that maybe i will at some point but like as far as like you know how much you continue to still learn about the person you're gonna learn every day Right. You're going to learn every day. And that's like one of my things where it's like, do I let that scare me, scare me away and force me to wait longer and let that be a deterrent? You're going to have or to. Or what? But yeah, you're yeah. going to have to talk to some married people about yeah. that. Right. Married people have been made be married for a decent amount of time. Yeah. Peter Sands. <laughs> oh, I'll go to my own parents. Okay. <laughs> <Leave me alone. laughs> They've been married longer. <laughs> See, that's, man, that's, man, like, I don't know. Yeah, there's there's just there's like from some people where it's just like surprising me that our old married couples are like, well, what the heck are you waiting for? I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> ah! So yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So it's that's that's where it's just so weird to me to hear just polar opposites with still Christian, like still like Christian, Bible believing Christians, whatever, on both sides of the spectrum per se, younger yeah. and older. It's just like ugh. Who do I li- like? Nah, it just and then we're just, it's kind of funny 
with the next section of this being no simple answers. Yeah, no simple <laughs> answers at all. It's like, ah, I don't like this. <laughs> yep. And Ugh. there's only one thing I highlighted under this of no simple answers. Yeah. And was this. Trouble should always be treated as a call to consider one's ways, but trouble is not necessarily a sign of being off track. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not helpful. I'm just kidding. I mean, it is, but. Yep. Uh, it just sucks. <laughs> Thus, it appears that the right context for discussing guidance is one of confidence in the God who will not lead us, not let us ruin our souls. That's at the very end of the chapter there. Because really the rest of this an- this chapter here is really going on. Oh, some yeah. examples of people who maybe had some trouble but weren't really in trouble, didn't, weren't doing wrong, or what do we do when we miss the road and, and mm-hmm. that. <sighs> These chapters were long. Yes, they were. Brutal. Well, 19 was long and brutal. 20 was brutal for a different way. Right. But it wasn't long per se. Yeah. But. And just think, sir, at this point now, right? Yeah. There's only 50 pages left <sighs> of the book. Yeah. So next month, what, 21 and 22? Yeah. Wow. I mean, we do that, right? Yeah. Actually, those are our last two chapters. Yeah, that's it. We will finally be done with this book. Woo! Which then, that means Aaron has a very important decision after that. I have to make a new choice for a book. Yeah. The question is, is Aaron going to go with something deep like this? Or is he going to go with something a little lighter? I'm, I'm hoping lighter. I don't know. I can always give you some suggestions for lighter, but yeah. ultimately you're the one who will need to pick the lighter one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because they're def- like you could even do the warrior poet way, which is a lighter one. It's mm-hmm. definitely not as um deep it's definitely more simple and if you went with that one he gives you practicum materia to practice at the end of each chapter yeah so he goes over here's what we talk about in this chapter here's your practical application of what we talked about Hmm. like one of them was go do something that makes you scared no (laughs) (laughs) whatever that may be heights spiders etc there's no good reason to do something that scares me that involves spiders. There's always a reason to do something that involves spiders. No. Yeah. So that was the end, end of chapters 19 and 20 of Knowing God by Packer. Next month, we'll close it up, the book. Aaron picks the new one. And then we go from there. And before we finish out, have a good one. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.